Bakers? How are you? I'm very well. John is, John is broadcasting live from San Francisco tonight. Do you know what it is, Sam? Right? Uh, since Boris eased lockdown, I thought I'm going to get my trunks on. So jumped in, jumped in River Don, straight out into the sea, swam through Channel, across Ocean, through Panama Canal, back up the other side, and here I am in San Fran, borrowed Sunday shirt. How long did it take? Oh, uh, a couple of hours, fast swimmer on, a big lad, powering through. Good yeah. man, good man. Yeah. So, so John is joining me on, so I've now been welcomed into the Pentatonic group family. So I'm going to be the host for the new music podcast. And John is my third attempt, but John is the Revenue Makes will be the first one that we properly broadcast. So it's going to be good. So, anyway, John, how's it been? How's life in lockdown for you? Um, to quote the great John Shuttleworth, it's been uh, up and down like a bride's nighty. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, there's good points, right? Because I mean, I've, I've got my wife and my two boys here, five and three. And on one hand, that's wicked, beautiful, get to spend loads of time together. Uh, on the other hand, it's not so good for creativity sometimes. Um, but my eldest just discovered wrestling. I don't know if you can see that through San Francisco Mist. But, um, oh, is it a wrestling so belt? It's a wrestling belt. And he just wants to leather me all the time. So I've got, I'm covered in bruises because <laughs> he wants to like, he wants to batter me and be a wrestler. And uh, Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah. And the little guy, three-year-old Reggie, he just wants to be a Disney princess. So we've got Does two he? very different, got two different kind of vibes going on um that's nice no, it's though it's that's right, like my man. niece my two nieces one's five and she five or six six and then one's two just come up to two but they're so different in personality like scarlet mm. the eldest one she's so dainty and pretty and like really sweet and olivia when she was a baby we used to call her keith because she looked like a builder but she's literally such she's so she's just mental absolutely mental yeah. but yeah yeah so, uh, I, I do feel for you it must be hard like well, we've, we've turned the shed, this garden shed into a little school. Uh, so we go down there and do a bit of that. And that's kind of my opportunity to get a bit of music done and uh, talk to people like yourself. I've been doing a few of these Zoom gigs. Um, I saw. Well, my thinking with that is, you know, I do my house gigs. And obviously I do my, um, it's my thing where I take people outside after our gigs. And I've got this thing in my head about nothing ever being the same twice. You understand what I mean? I like so that. So I think if I do them on Zoom, they're, they're unique in some way and I can talk to people and I always think people hold on to it and remember you more in their art when it's a bit special. That's me thinking I've seen anyway. you doing that. It's, it's such, a, such a good thing to do, like taking your time out. And I think, honest to God, if it wasn't for you, everyone doing stuff on social media, I'd go insane. Well, do you know what it is? I'm like, without being Bob Geldof about it, I've been trying to pick people who I feel deserve it or could do a little cheer me up or... Uh, Thank you if you've done something cool. You're not trying to pick people for a reason. And I get a lot of direct messages and like some of the stories. Oh man, it's like, I feel a bit like Scylla sometimes. You know what I mean? It's like, whoa, <laughs> that's just, it's heavy, man. So oh, uh, yeah, I'm doing one tonight. I'm doing one oh, tonight in a bit. Yeah. Um, nice and I like to, I, I like to mix them up, doing for different kind of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we, I was chatting to the guy that was running the podcast. We were talking about mm. the gigs that you've done in people's houses. Like, what was the yeah. weirdest gig? Like, that must be quite weird, just going to set up in someone's house randomly. Right, so again, you've no idea who your fans are going to be, what sort exactly. of people, <laughs> how much money they've got, what the views are, any of that stuff, right? So we got, I'd like to do them in unusual places and not just do Sheffield, Manchester, Nottingham, London, you know what I mean? Move it around, so I think I'm going to go to Lakey Street. I've got this camper van <laughs> at fan. My mate's driving me around Lakey Street. Now, my dad's from Workington, so I nipped in to see my family. 
I'm going to Whitehaven. I'm doing two gigs in one one night. One in Whitehaven, one in a place called Alderston. Both big fans keen for us to come. Turn up to this one in Whitehaven, right? It's an end terrace on an hill in Whitehaven. Rammed full of lads and lasses who like love it, bang up for it. They're going nuts in this front room. Somebody gets chucked through front window. <laughs> yeah, man. So oh, through the glass. Through the glass, yeah. Through the glass. Bang! Oh I'm like rocking it out on the acoustic. You know, like big lights swinging about. There's about. Did you carry on playing? Carries on playing. Next thing, police turns up. Big, big uh, riot van, yeah. So I'm thinking, right, shit. So my mate who's got camper vans like right leg it so he legs it run jumps onto this camper van chips off we're going to this other gig at Ulverston right what the same now, night one, same night this yeah <laughs> gets down to Ulverston it's like a Sunday night or something like this gets to Ulverston takes his ages to get there we don't get there till 11 o'clock get in right next thing the proper posh these ones right they baked us they baked us some olive bread and brewed us some beer and there's about like 10 of them. So this is why I like doing them because you never get the same thing twice. That is such a great story. That's brilliant. Yeah, you, you, that's the thing you don't know, do you? You kind of, yeah. And especially if work fact, gets about as well. There could be so many people there. But fair but, play though. You're really in touch with your fans, which I just love. That's what I love about you. You're like a real, like you're, it's like a family. Yeah, I think you've got to keep that connection. I, you know what? While you were chatting, you made, you, you made me think of another one actually when you were saying that. I went to Cardiff. What a right windy night, yeah? Yeah. I'm going all the way to Cardiff for me, mate. This lad's like, we're going to have a gig in my flat. It's going to be a party. Now, if I put a gig on in Cardiff, I'm not saying I'd sell, like, football stadium art, Millennium, but I'd, I'd get a well. few down. I'm not struggling. So this geezer's like, this geezer's like, don't worry, I've sorted it all. I'm like, yeah, but, all right, sounds so I'm thinking, this, this is getting a bit weird, this. Get to Cardiff, he meets us, this lad. Texas fruit back at his pub. Thinking, well, I hope he's not like tried to put a proper gig on. Not, we don't sell tickets. Like that's not why I do it. He's like, yeah, don't worry, everything's fine. I'm like, right, why are we in a pub? He went, well, I didn't want to have a gig in my house. I'm like, yeah, but that's why I'm here. He said, well, I, I didn't invite anyone. He says, what do you mean you didn't invite anyone? They went, just wanted to meet you. Thinking, nah, this is weird. This, that's this a bit is weird. Our, this is like, this is how like people get like bumped off or something, isn't it? So me and my mate shinned it off at back wall at pub and went off. Chick, get off. That, that does sound really creepy. That's like, yeah, yeah that's, that's like story. You've got to be really careful, I suppose. There's some weirdos yeah. out there. Yeah, so yeah, that some real weirdos. Oh, but John, all this cancellations and stuff. What festivals and stuff were you supposed to be playing this year? Well, luckily, we weren't doing that many. We, we decided we were going to try and take a year off doing because we do festivals all the time. Yeah. Like the last 10 years, you need to have a year or two off because otherwise they just start like, bumping you down or trying to get your money you know what I mean thinking have a just yeah. a year off just give people a break from it yeah oh but you're amazing you're, you're like you're such a festival band I well, saw this your is what I mean. last we've, year we've become that band haven't we that festival band so no but that's good in the best way like you get the crowd proper bouncing I saw you yeah, well, why not that was the last time I saw you last year great yeah. oh my god it, you it were, good that weren't it it was br absolutely brilliant and then what you know like Mikey it's feeling Shout out to Mikey, what a legend. Mike, I got a wristband to go backstage at Why Not, but I was just wandering around for ages by myself, and I was like, nah, it's better out the front. So I just stayed out the front. But I did, did I really appreciate it. <laughs> but there was no one around, I was like, where is everyone? 
they get like they get like biblical bad weather sometimes at why not and it makes it amazing because if it gets a bit slippy mud it's amazing oh, last year we left early on the sunday because the rain was so bad yeah like, i, I was, like a bit I was of that in the tent thinking is it going to stop and it was like three hours later and just it was i was absolutely drenched to the bone just walking back to the car but i missed foals i missed loads of stuff on the sunday but it was still good though that was, it that is was a good the, festival that was the do you remember that really red hot day last year when it was like 50 degrees yeah well this is this is what i'm a bit gutted about is this year there's none of this is there? it's all gone in it man i'm just dreaming about being at a fezzy me me too man this was supposed to be my first year at glastonbury oh you're, you're kidding time. me i was so excited but we only had we had we only had neighborhood festival in that was the only one we had in and it was like i was supposed to go well that's, that good was line supposed up, to be right? this weekend wasn't it laura do you want to say hello to sam huh? you know hi, laura hi. don't you sam hi sam you're right i'm all right thank you how are you handling life do you know what i'm just taking each day that comes to be fair laura it's what it is i think that's an excellent mantra yes <laughs> I feel like we've got to do you well, my darling. How are you enjoying San Francisco? Oh, I love it. You know, I mean, it's great. The bridge is a bit wobbly, but other than that, we're good. Um, there's there's some uh, rude boys killing themselves upstairs, so I might have to go and sort oh, that no. out. Oh, no. Okay. Well, it's lovely to see you. And I, hope that, I, hope I hope that the October thing's on and we can catch you all. Yeah. See you soon. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> oh, that was, that was nice. Yeah, well, oh, we've got a, we've got a. It's because it's right on bedtime, you see. So normally I'm, I'm story man on. I'm telling them a oh, story. Oh no! But um, yeah, they've got, they've got, they've got a bit of, uh, bit of scrapping going on. Oh no, that's the trouble, isn't it? Mm. I used to fight with my brother so much when I was a kid. Like, like lobbing. We used to get like missiles, like anything we could pick up and chuck at each other. Yeah, you've got it all to come as well. They're only five well, degrees. So. I, I'm obviously like me and my brother. I don't know if you know my brother Chris, but um, hey, your brother. Yeah, he's a bit of a bit of a legend on the old scene, isn't he? But um, me, and, me and him have scrapped for for like all his life, like some baddens. Is he as tall you know as I mean? you? Um, is he as tall? He's exactly the same. So I tell you a little story, a little rock and roll story. Yourself. I love your rock and roll stories, mate. You crack on. I love them. When we supported Oasis, the last night of the Oasis tour ended up me and my brother trying to kill each other. We know Gallagher in middle trying to stop us. No way. <laughs> now they have to think what that looks like because we're big, aren't we? And he's like not as big as us. But let's see. But so, he's commanding. Well, we tried to me, me and our Chris had a, we've had so many bad fights, me and our Chris. A lot of them, right? As much as it's sad to say they're about FIFA. <laughs> now when we were younger and like somebody had like you've cheated or something, you've changed my buttons or something like that, and next thing like <laughs> just hit some other head with a controller or something. <laughs> I want to chat to you about um, like this whole radio thing that's going on. You got on Radio mm. X of you the other day. I got a what, sorry? Radio X. I don't know. Do you know what? I've given up even thinking about but radio. Was, I'm, I'm just interested that. in like why. Like why you're one of the biggest bands of our country of the last 10 years. And I really don't understand. Uh, because, because it didn't look like that would be the case about five, six years ago. Looked like we might be finished and... So we, nobody backs you, but what weirdly we've kind of carried on doing all right, even doing better. And that's one reason. Second reason is I'm dead mouthy, so they probably at some point I've said something that's pissed them off. And you see, you're they, mouthy, but you're lovely. That's the thing. You do. Yeah, but you get into so much you, shit, and I'm like, but John is just so lovely. Stop. Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, you've met me, yeah, and you've been around me, 
yeah. lot of these people, they don't, they don't, so they only, all they see is probably Twitter or whatever. It's easy to think somebody's a dickhead. I've got mates, for instance, who if I went off the social media profile, I'd think, you're a right knobhead, you. And I know for a fact that they're lovely. So maybe they've got, <laughs> maybe they've got a bit of a bad impression. Um, why don't they play as music? I don't really know. But weirdly... Fuck him. Fuck him, John. Fuck him. Well, it's kind of helped us in some way because I feel like a lot of people back us because we're underdog. They like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what it is really, but I don't know. I think we're old-fashioned in so much as like we're dead good live and that's our band's Honest used to, to be. God. And if anyone watching this back, if you've not seen Revan Makers live, you are you are one of my favourite bands to watch live. It's just ridiculous. It's just, you're just mentally so good. Well, it's I think, just the vibe. I think like, it's just that's so good. The, that's the true measure for me. And me as well. Definitely. Yeah. Like you've got, um, you've got to have a good presence, and I think like anyone, anyone that could not have heard one song of yours and could turn up to a set at a festival, and they would have the time of their life. It's just, it's just so bouncing. I have to it? say it's as just well, so good. I have, I have to say, I feel like the best thing we're going to do is in front of us, and while ever I feel like that, it enables us to carry on trying to get to it. Whereas it's I feel a good like mindset. a lot. Well, a lot of bands. We don't need to name names because lots of bands are like this. Or maybe even a majority of bands. They feel like the best thing they've done is behind them. So while yeah. everybody feel like that, they're kind of just churning it out and they can't really be... I'm like trying to get to a place. I don't even know what it is or where it is, but I'm trying to get to it all the time. Like, trying that's, to write... That's, that's a really healthy mindset, though. Because at the end of the day, no matter if, like, maybe 10 years ago you sold more records than you have this year, it doesn't matter. What's been has gone. It's just a, it's like a constant... It's I always see life as like a conveyor belt. Like you're just constantly going in that direction. There's no point in worrying about back there. There's nothing you can do about it. It's the gigs, really. I want to play, like, bigger and better gigs, and I feel like we're, we're doing it. We're getting to it. You know what I mean? And, like, you want to kind of feel like the next record you make the best record. Like, you've always got to feel like that, haven't you? Yeah. Because if you don't, like, what are you doing? Get, get yourself... There's so many bands who've sold infinitely more records than us, and they've played football stadiums, but they, for whatever reason, they're gone. They're gone. And here, here there's us who've, like, Never been, never played in Champions League, Sam. You know what I mean? Always been mid-table, but like... No, I don't think so. I Like, in my mind, me as a fan anyway, I've, I've always been a huge, huge fan of yours. You're one of the biggest fans to me. Well, do you know Richard Orley, yeah? He uh -huh. said to me, he's like... Because he, he's older than me, yeah? So he's like, he, has, he occupies a bit of a sort of big brotherly type role in my life. He's, he advises me because he's done everything I could do before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because... Richard Orley, man. That's, he's, he's, the king. That's lovely. he's the king, isn't he? And he yeah. texts me over he texts me over the week and he says, Listen, better bronze forever than gold for a week. I completely agree, actually. But the thing Old is you still get, that, you still get the you still get the buzz of everything else. And I think in almost in a way, if you do if you do have like a five minutes of fame and then you come back down again, it's I think it must be really difficult to, like just for instance, like Ray's like, just for instance, they they literally went like, they were so, so popular for ages and ages. Yeah. And I didn't even know until six months later, last year, they released a new record. It went completely under the radar. Yeah. So it I must be really like, difficult. Well, yeah, and I think like, do you know what the thing I'm most proud of is not having a hit or not getting signed in the first place. The thing I'm most proud of is that my last tour were my best, biggest tour that I've ever done. That's what, and having that longevity, of like 15 years or whatever we've been doing it now. 
I think it's mad. Like my kid's five and he knows all the songs and like he'll be going to gig soon. You know what I mean? Like my kid. Mad. That's yeah. so cute. Do you ever? Well, obviously, when I came, when I was when I met you before, the kids weren't there. Yeah. But do you ever take them with you to the gigs or no? They've only ever been to see us play at Tramlines Festival because it's it's near enough to a, an acceptable sort of time for bed and all that sort of stuff. Because yeah. I don't want what I don't want what we do to disrupt their life. You know what I mean? Like too much. So they stay no. with like our parents when we go away playing gigs. But they've been to Tramlines and they were both stood outside at stage and rocking out, had headphones on. They were like doing nuts and we took them on, on shoulders. So there's like 40, honestly got pictures of them, there's like 40,000 people. And then me with like, my kids on my shoulders. Oh, That's I brilliant. I remember being yeah. at Wills and Finn's and watching you from the side of the stage. That was, that was, yeah. that was unreal. It was such we, like, nice weather as well. That's Libertines one, isn't it? Yeah, Liberty. that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, had a, we, had a mental, we had a mental night that night because we went back to this really weird hotel. That and, uh, was at the same hotel. Did you see him, Bran from Game of Thrones? He was there. So I'm like off me note. I've been like. Is that the I'm hotel where the Libertines stayed at as well? It's like an old green thing. It was really. It was a really weird hotel. We had this like really weird after party, and it was just really That's weird. It. So goes up to um, goes up to these people who I know, like managers, and then what this lad who like works with my manager. There's this geezer with him, and I'm like looking at him. I'm like. I know you, don't I? He's like, yeah, yeah, I know you, man. Big fan. I'm like, <laughs> fucking know you. <laughs> Me mate just goes. It's fucking Bram, from, fucking Bram from Game of Thrones, isn't it? I just embraced him. I like, why, it, like why, a lot. Was it, why was he there? That's the weird I've thing. no idea. I've no idea. <laughs> but like, you know, like you just imagine him doing them like mad eyes. What he does when he's in program, yeah. can't you? Like walking or some shit. I'm like just staring at him for it. So yeah, had a bit of a had a weird had a weird night. And Ian McCullough. I ended up staying, up, a... staying awake with um a few people and Andy Hopkins from the Enemy, you know the guitarist, until two p.m. the next afternoon. <laughs> oh, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> oh good. my god, oh, it was a great party that. Ian McCullough were telling me a story about a man with two dicks. What? <laughs> yeah, I've never met him before. But I know loads of people know him. I'd never met him, and he were like. We need to chat me and you because we've got it's loads of mutual friends. And, and he just, I don't know. I did. Next thing he's like, Yeah, have you ever heard about that man with two dicks? And that were it. <laughs> you were telling me that. When, you know what I mean? a dream boat, to be fair. What a great story. Oh, <laughs> man, two dick man. Yeah, I know. Imagine. <laughs> imagine being that guy. <laughs> that's brilliant. But yeah, that's it's weird. You get, you get those nights, don't you? When you wake up the next day and you're like, Because that night we shared a taxi home with um, Pete and everyone. And Pete was led mm. on the floor, singing "Fuck Forever," right? And I was holding up. I, mean, I was like dog sitting for him that day, so I had hold of Zeus and Nar is it Narco or something? In the back seat, and then Pete was led on the floor and opened the door to this like people carrier, and bloody Zeus fell out the door. So I was like this, like dragging. They're like the wolves. Dog. They're like wolves, aren't they? Them dogs. Yeah, they're huskies. They're really strong. So Zeus like tried to jump out the car. So I was like, oh my god. Yeah, it was just one of those nights. I'm like, that is just the most rock and roll day ever. It was a great festival, that. We had a, we had yeah. a, we had a good, oh, a bit sad to leave, actually. It's a bit of a, bit of a scene in Margate now, isn't there? A bit of a rock and roll thing happening now. Yeah, there. it's coming back. Mm. It is coming back. So, well, a little chat about, are you into any new music at the moment, John? Uh, I've been listening to that. I've been listening to that Sleeve of Mods um New thing, what's come out this week? I'll, uh, the kid from the Lathams, I like his voice. What's he called, that boy? Alex. Singer. What a lovely voice he's got. He's amazing. Yeah, they're yeah. fantastic. 
like his voice. Um, there's a girl called Billy No Mate, so who's been doing some stuff that I like. Oh, I don't know her. Um, you have to send me a link. She's really good. Yeah, um, production and loads of like mad vocals and stuff, and like loads of hooks, like hooks that like I don't know, like you know, like you, I think. They'd be choruses in other people's songs. But she's just I'll got send you that because I'm always really conscious that I don't promote enough women. That's my, I'm like I, it's not, I'm not. I don't differentiate, but I'm always really conscious that I need more women, like more women. Well, I think I think guitar music certainly has be, has become very much the preserver men, hasn't it? Or maybe it always uh, has been, you know. And I think outside of guitar music, there's probably more women. But within guitars, I mean, there's a band called the Sea Monsters. Have you heard them? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, really they're, good. They're uh, they're Sheffield, and I like them. I think they're kind of cool. Um, there's loads of stuff. There's there's loads of stuff. I did a playlist actually. I should send it. There've been some new things that I've been listening to. Yeah, please do. Um, it's I just it's so tough now for like fans to get to a p critical mass. You know what I mean? It's it's dead hard for the minute. The thing is, there's so many people making music. It's, mm. it's like it's so difficult to get a break because there's so there's so many amazing people out there but because there's so many people all trying to get noticed it's really difficult to know but like you said it just, just takes one little thing to get noticed there's a, there's a kid called um, what... Tom Smith he's Tom Smith yeah do you know him oh, he's is he Tom Mouse Smith is that him That's Tom Mouse Smith yeah he's incredible how old is he 16 I feel like he is he that one who like he was a bit of a child prodigy when he were like 11 or 12 or something is that yeah. him same dude yeah I'm sure he's, he's like some sort of like you know like Mozart wrote a symphony when he was six I'm sure Tom Mouse Smith's like some he childhood is, prodigy sure. or something like there's so many bands that I could talk about but for me like the last week he sent me some like secret music stuff that he's written and I'm like how the hell are you 16 like I, it abs I'm absolutely over, like blown away by it it's incredible Brilliant. Yeah, it's just yeah. really difficult. It's really difficult trying to. I don't know because there's so many bands I want to try and promote, and I'm always trying to promote everyone. Like, if anyone messages me and says, "Oh, can you listen to this?" I'll always listen to it, always retweet it and stuff. But it's really difficult to know, like, who's going to go really, really far. It's because there's just so much, so much new music going on, which is great. Well, I think bands are lucky to have people like yourself, and also like you mentioned, Mikey from this feeling, and people who like give a shit. That's the thing, isn't it? That's what I think. Like. It needs. Yeah. It's just, I'm just. I wish there was someone out there who, who were gonna like come out with some game-changing music. You know, I feel like we we need someone to just step up and smash it. I don't know who it, who it is. Like, I'd happily be like um, an old fucking veteran by that point. I'd be like, <laughs> fine, come on, someone come and like, you know what I mean? I think I think like it's especially after all this Corona stuff. My mate was saying to me, you're going to have like a, a period where there's not been any music recorded by bands. They'll be mm. producing music so people can still do it in lockdown, but bands can't really record at minute properly, can they? No. So you might get this moment towards the back end of this year where there's not much new music like coming out, you know what I mean? Because literally because of lockdown and corona. So I wonder whether it like presents an opportunity for someone to do something interesting. I don't know, you know. I guess though, I always think now, I think, is, has have, have everybody, has everything been done now in terms of music style? Like, have, has every cover been, every bass been covered? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, we've done, we've gone through all these eras of music. We finally reached a stage where, unless you're like totally out of this world, like, yeah, it's I always think like, that... are you, are you re repeating yourself or copying? Well, not copying, but obviously everyone's got an influence. So it's really difficult to come out of like a new sound and something that's going to, like, 
revolution of music again. Uh, artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is just that thing. I think the retromania, Simon Reynolds calls it, and this is the idea that pop music's become obsessed with its own recent past. And like even the Renaissance had a fucking decency to wait like a millennia before ripping off Roman classics. And never before has there been like a popular movement that's been so obsessed with its own recent past as pop music. You understand what I mean? Interesting. And we I think should bring that, back like the old, like going right back in musical history. Well, Sheffield was the last place, or not the last place, but one of the last places that tried to actually do the future with Cabaret Voltaire and Human League and all them electronic bands that were like quite futuristic in and of itself. You know, it were obviously linked to Kraftwerk and the German thing, but like jungle, grime. People say grime like that's the latest, you know, mutation of music. Are you a fan? Esti of some of it, but like Eskimo by Wiley, he's 18 years old. If it were as a person, it would be eligible to vote by now. <laughs> as would Biscuit. So my point is that these long, long kind of, they call them future shocks, don't they? You know where like, first time you heard Jungle, first time you heard Funk, first time you heard Jimi Hendrix, first time you heard like Acid House, first time you heard... Yeah, exactly. The future shocks are happening less and less and when they do, yeah, they're only little that's leaps exactly forward, my right? Point. Yeah, exactly yeah. my point. Have we got yeah. to the stage where there are, we can't do any more unless it just goes no, totally no, no. bonkers? AI is the thing. Somebody just needs to do some good AI. So everything's written by algorithm, but it sounds mint because it'll terrify people. Actually, there's a guy, he's called, I, I want to say his name's Sean Buckley. I'm not 100% sure. He's, he's got this album and it's literally just sounds. And it's like, it's, 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 he's written it, but based on like feelings. When you listen to the song, it's just like a load of feelings. So I think that, I think that could be right. But whether it's well, definitely like of, a mass catch-on, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of work with the University of Sheffield in this area. Um, so I'm hoping we might have something to, to show the world soon, but kind of want to put it in the hands of like someone, of, of other artists, you know, can who can, because what you feed these neural networks are what ends up influences what comes out the other end. You know what I mean? I feel That's like true. if it's going to become decided by committee as the radio stations are or algorithm as the Spotify playlist are, why not take that to its ultimate conclusion and have the music written by algorithm too? I find it quite exciting and it scares people. It's scary. So I told my mate and he went, that's not real music. And I'm like, that's what they said to Kraftwerk. Fantastic. Let's scare everybody. Be you interesting I mean? to see what it'd sound like though. It, it can sound like anything that you want really because it's an algorithm but it's just... Would it, be, would, it, like... would it be Would it be? kind of like dancey sound? Like like a beat? Anything. Could be anything. Depends on what you, whatever you've trained it on, whatever you've played to it will be kind of influence what comes out like anything. Like a, like a human brain. But My mind is, is blown it... right now. That's, 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 it's like when you think about space, you don't think you think like when does it end, and then when it ends, what's after that? That makes it's mm. like with music, like that. Makes... Yeah, well, it's infinite, infinite possibilities, and I think that's what's probably a lot wrong with a lot of music. They can't, people can't think past their own record collection. I'm not yeah. saying I, I'm not saying I'm better than that either, Sam, because I'm probably guilt, most guilty of anybody. I'm retro. I do a lot. No, of you're not. You've, you've got so you've had so many different styles. Well, I try, but what I'm saying is, have I really managed to surpass my own record collection? Probably not. And I think the best musicians, the legends, 
they do that. They kind of, why do we love Stone Roses? Because they managed to meld 60s psychedelia with, with the emerging beats of Acid House. So they, exactly. surpassed the record, they surpassed the record collection. Have I done it? I'm not sure if I have. I'm trying. Thank you so much. This is amazing, John. This is going to be our first podcast that we put out. So everyone's going to love well, maybe it. We can do, maybe we can do like, sec- I mean, I could talk all night, you know, I can. So. Me too. Maybe, maybe we'll do part two when you've done, when you've interviewed loads of people. You've run out of people to interview. We'll do part two, yeah? I'd love to. Great, you're sorted. Oh, all you're right, a legend, Sam. man. Take care, dude. You too, and stay safe. And we'll, we'll catch up soon. Enjoy your Zoom gig tonight. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Safe, safe trip back from San Francisco. Yeah, I better get on. Better get on for a swim, actually. But it's kind of long. See you in a bit. <laughs>